Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my very good friend, Jim Stam. Jim, how the hell are you, brother? Gary, I am basking in the uh, glow of a glorious pit win uh, on Thursday <laughs> night last week of, you know, Pitt beat West Virginia. We can was... have a full week of glow, can't we? I think I that's I think fair. so, right? Right? We got Tennessee to worry about on Saturday. But anyways... So, yeah, but what a game, what an atmosphere. It's great to see Pittsburgh just, like, shine like that and just jumping. So, And I'm sure you guys talked about it on the Hail to Pit podcast, too. So, Absolutely, man. We had a great time. We even played, I think, a minute worth of Sweet Caroline just to write uh, it in. It was pretty great. Yeah. So, Jim, joining us today by popular demand and her own willingness that you were so kind to coax out of her when you ran into her at the stadium. Yes. Pirate Queen Banshee is with us today. So, It'd Queen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're super happy to have you aboard. This is going to be fun. And as the show goes on today, I think you'll find this isn't someone who just dresses like a pirate and unflinchingly roots for everything the pirates do. Nope. She's a well-spoken, informed, and passionate fan, and we're going to give her plenty of room to oh. put it on display for <laughs> Pirates Nation today. Not not just another pirate face is what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> I love me buckos, and I also they also make me mad. <laughs> but they're my team. They're my if team. If they don't make you mad, you're not paying attention. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So the first thing I want to talk about today is just for total fun. Should the Pirates put together some sort of Rachel Phelps-inspired goal board for the finish of the season, Jim? This thing just seems like a <laughs> ship without a rudder. Shouldn't there be some stakes in that locker room on how this season finishes? You know, um, for the three people out there who don't know what you're referring to is... Um, <laughs> anyone anyone you know, under, uh, let's see... Yeah, you know what? That would be an interesting poll to see. Like big baseball fans, that does that movie just transcend every major? We're talking about Major League, the movie, obviously. Well, they'll remake um, it in five years, and and it'll be about the Pirates yeah. instead of the oh my Guardians. That would be you know? that would be that would be great and sad all at the same time. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> it's Major League. So, what's what yes. are your thoughts yeah. there, for real? Should there be some kind of a goal thing? You can go goofy with this or you can go serious with this. It's up to you. Well, you know what? I'll just go serious with it. Um, I mean, I would hope that there are some internal discussions about wanting, you know, and I, 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 are you saying for like the rest of this year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like make this last month matter. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. make the goal, whatever it takes to avoid a hundred losses. Mm -hmm. how do we get there let's get it done light some yeah, fire right. right so you know it, what, what would be kind of cool is, is for me is to see like kind of like a dress rehearsal for um the pieces that will be here to let them play and let them compete 
and do it in a way that kind of feels like you're trying to, and ironically, we're playing a lot of teams that are uh, in uh, the postseason hunt. So almost treat it like the postseason in the sense of like you're going out and you're trying to win every game and you're making moves to beat these teams. And I mean, first of all, I think you have an obligation to do that for baseball, right? For, for to, to, to keep the competitive standards where they need to be. And teams are depending on competition in these games. You, we, should, you, we shouldn't want to just lay down and let teams steamroll you at the end. I mean, things like that should That's go without saying, it. of course. Yeah, they should. Right. But, so, Queen, I mean, what do you think about this? Do you want a Rachel Phelps board? Do you want mm, do you have an idea on how they should go about this? Well, like like I said, mine is more motivational torture. Uh, because <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. And if you want to go out with a bang, my solution would be the guys walk into the locker room and they see cardboard cutout of Bob Nutting in all all his glory. Uh, if you want to stop seeing this gotta win games so every time they win they get a little bit of that you know that 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 little cardboard piece of uh of the business suit just eventually you'd have have to to start i mean you'd you'd have to start with the business right you'd have to cover the business first you gotta (laughs) cut That's what you'd have to go with first. And then the shirt. Probably, no business probably. suit. Let's go with the shirt that says sell the team. Hashtag yeah, sell that's the good. team. <laughs> I think that's that's perfect. Oh, oh. I love the idea of that. I, I mean, won't. Oh, that's sell the team. We talk, about, we talk about the team and, oh, yeah, the, let's motivate them and whatnot. I understand, too, the players aren't exactly where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So maybe is it more of an individual goal type thing where we're we're saying, okay, Cabrian, I want you to hit for more power the rest of this year. Or Brian, oh, I want you really to good. get on base more often. You can mark off certain spots that they have to do on that cardboard cutout. Like that's exactly like Hayes has to do this. And so you have to, and that's their spot that they have to cover up. <laughs> You can get creative with the stuff, but in all mm-hmm. sincerity, they should tr- kind of get everybody together and, and, and formulate some kind of a real list of goals, right, Jim? Yeah. I mean, and maybe they have done that, but we'll never hear about it. Yeah. I would just like to see the players look like they're rowing towards something right now. I feel last, they're, they're night, all focused individually. Last yeah, night, last I liked, last night looked, you know, that was... I was talking to my husband. I said, last night I actually saw that they look comfortable. And I and they, they looked like I didn't see second guessing. I you know, I don't know if it was because Keller was dealing. I don't know if it uh, if it it's just everything seemed to be clicking on there. Usually since we sit right by the third base line, I can I can see faces, I can see body language. And I just saw like they were so comfortable. It just felt it felt like you were gonna win the game. It's nice getting those glimpses, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we don't oh, it, get them. Oh, en- that's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we just, we don't get them enough, but that's, I think, Gary, what you're saying is, is like, how do we see a little bit more of that, whether it's team-wise or individual-wise down the stretch? Yeah. Um, you know. Get the most out of what you have, basically. Yeah. You know, um, it, and let the, Marcano's and let- struggling to hit right now. Yeah. Get that kid to somehow get his 
OBA up. Draw more walks. Bunt more if you have to. I was to. just going to say Slap bunt. the ball the other direction. Use your speed. Love to see you know, if you're going to get on base as little as he is, steal when you get on. Mm-hmm. Like, Marcano's got to push the action and start using his athleticism to show us something. And if yeah. not, I have to ask questions like, why would I not prefer seeing G1 Bay? So there's a lot of things in there that I think these challenges kind of should have real repercussions. And that's something that I think they're missing. So we should probably take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about maybe what Derek Shelton can do. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Gary Morgan. We got Queen with us, and we got Jim. Next item on our agenda is Derek Shelton. He's a lightning rod. You know, it's hard to approach the last part of this season without talking about him. I mean, I think he needs evaluated just as much as the players do. We often hear how badly he's doing as a manager. But I suggest we go around the virtual room here and talk about what we do differently. (laughs) Specifically. Queen, you're up first. One thing at a time here as we go around and around. Let's name one thing you do differently and, and, you know, what effect do you think it would have? I'm going to start off by saying that I may be reading his management style wrong, but this is just how it comes off to me is that he doesn't seem to coach from his gut. He seems to be very analytical, very by the book, the numbers. And so I would say for me is nuance. Baseball is not just a science. Um, right. So it's more of, I feel like he, he himself second guesses his choices a lot of times. Um, that's what I feel. That's what I see. That's just, just my opinion. Um, so I think differently is trust, trust your gut more, you know, and you don't have to constantly look at the numbers it, just because someone has, you know, it's supposed to be off. You don't have to have them off just because they have, they have to go in. doesn't mean they should be a little more flexible. flexible. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think she's totally right, Jim. I also think that you and I at least both believe that's Charrington's call. Yeah, yeah. There, are th- there are things that are out of his control. There, it just, it, but a lot of times it just feels like um, baseball is an baseball is also an art, and it's an art and a science. And a lot of times you have to go with more than what's on paper, more than just what's in front of you. It just, yeah, totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I think that's essential. I think we, I think we see that too much around baseball, at least for my liking. You know, you see, you see a lot of things where you're just like. What was that Joe Madden quote you threw me a while back? Remember about? Well, uh, yeah, he's yeah. actually talked about it quite a bit. I think, which is that it's part of the reason he he's not really looking for any type of work right now. Or if mm-hmm. he was, it would be somewhere where he can manage, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 make calls when he wants to and and trust his gut when he needs to now he's got his own detractors and you know so so but i think it was a revealing talk from guys we don't hear talk about that stuff a lot yeah 
It's a league-wide um, problem, I think, is is what I'm trying to get to. I agree with yeah. what you said. I see it, too. I wonder if we don't just see it because we're, you know, and Queen's not as old as we are. But I'm wondering if, if we're not just seeing <laughs> it because we're, we're fans of a certain age. You know, yeah. like, we've seen it played a different way. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, if you want to talk statistics, I'm not big into, st- into statistics. But if you want to talk about it, I can look it up. But I'm more of like I'm more of what's going on in the field, what players are looking like, you know, what how they're performing. Um, similar to Jim. Um, so it's one of those things where, when I'm down in the field, I I just I take in everything. Like it's, and what and from what I see, I, I also would like. I think what he can also do a little a little differently is just, it just feels right now what I see in September, what I saw yesterday, I don't know if they're maybe changing coaching style, coaching style up or, or trying something different. It just looked different. And before I'm thinking, is this, is the coaching style distracting from the fundamentals? And at this point, this late in the season, I'm hoping that maybe they're trying something different. Um, Something sure been distracting them from fundamentals, Jim. Especially <laughs> when they're leading off first base. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you don't take know. your crack? What What would you change that, that Derek Shelton's done here? You know, let me let me just throw one more thing out there about uh, what Queen said is you know, and I I think maybe he's a younger manager, so maybe he doesn't trust his gut as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might be seeing a guy who's uh, doesn't have the experience or the uh, leeway to do what he wants as much as he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to start off by saying, look, there's only so much Derek Shelton can do with this lineup and this 40 man and going through it and who gets called up. And, exactly. you know, I mean, he, he's not, he makes calls to the bullpen, but he's not making the calls to double a and triple a and, you know, right. um, he probably gets a little bit of input. Um, that being said, first thing that I'm not a big fan of is sometimes his bullpen usage and mm. the lengths that he mm-hmm. lets guys go. Yeah. I, I know there's not a ton of options. Um, we really first started harping on this with David Bednar way back. And then we saw the splits, you know, when he got that first two months, he was used very heavily multi-inning outings. What do you think of Obi? Wasn't, uh, what did you wasn't think the that? same guy after that. He was not. Now mm-hmm. was that, was that happenstance? I don't know, but it lines up with that exact thing. And he's done it with other pitchers too. And they've, they've left guys out there. Uh, I think it was view. They left That's out exactly, there for. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I said, I said, I said, what do you think of you? What happened to you? The poor man was left out there to die on the mound. Yeah. And, and you he know, just got that, DFA'd again. And he got DFA. The only reason they DFA'd. Right. Yeah. The only reason they DFA'd you know, him was he's supposed to die out there. You better, you better make sure you're seen as a guy who takes care of his players. Now, maybe yeah. the players understand that it's not all him. I don't know. Right. Gary, what do you think? What, what, anything that jumps out to you? Well, first I'll comment on that last one. I think I'd sum that all up with not everybody has to be able to go more than one inning. I think bullpens are built differently today, but I still yeah. I see most teams trying to let their guys go one inning. I don't see mm-hmm. 
most teams making sure that seven of the eight guys back there can go two or three. I don't, I think that's, that's wishful thinking. I think if a lot of them could go two or three, they're probably still in the mindset of thinking they might be a starter. So I don't want that. I want bullpen arms and I want more Manny Banuelos. I I don't, I don't want him feeling he has to go two innings. I want him to go in and get his three outs and be done. That's, I I just think that they, they try to make too many guys do too much. In a lot of cases, they killed Underwood's arm last year doing the same thing. Will Crow is now on his second year of very heavy usage. Overloading. You know, we've seen what happened to Bednar. I think, you know, DeYoung is somebody that's probably going to come up against that this year. This is the most innings he's ever thrown. They're definitely pushing the envelope with some of these guys. That said, I think uh, the thing that bothers me the most about Shelton's managerial style is uh, the forecasting of the lineups in advance. I'm glad you got to that because I did not. (laughs) The thing that drives me nuts about it is it it completely erodes your ability to ride the hot hand ever. Yeah. You have to leave room for that. You can preordain what your lineups are going to be. Just allow yourself to be flexible. Allow yourself to go, hey, you know what? Rodolfo looked great last night. He got a few hits. We need hits like more than anything right now. Let's <laughs> like, make sure we yeah. play him again tomorrow. Exactly. I know he was scheduled to be off, but yeah, it, 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 that's all I'm asking for. It's just like you were talking about not using your gut queen. Yeah, This goes right into that. I, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yep. It, is your guy doing well? Is he not injured? Is he not tired? Put him out there. Yeah, and there, there, there's plenty of time for that kind of stuff. Where you know, unless a guy comes to you and say, like, like, and this is the stuff we're not privy to. Every once mm-hmm. in a while, someone right. might come to you and say, "Hey, yeah, I, I need a breather." You know, I. Mm-hmm. But that's that, that. That's not what we're talking about. And I will take it even a step further. Gary is like, "Hey, if they're hits, great. What if he just raked four at bats? He didn't get a hit, but it looks. I mean, the timing's there. You can see he's sure he's swinging a good bat." Um, you want to, you want to sit him the next day, you know, like guy, guys, hitters, man, when you're hitting and you're seeing the ball, you can't get enough at bats. You can, yeah. you cannot wait to get up there and see pitches. Mm-hmm. And then we sit somebody and I just, yeah, that's a, that's a good one, Gary. I'm glad you were, got to it. Like he was so close. Why would you do this? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I think another so. one is, is stubbornness. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say that for, and I think you're going to understand where I'm going with it, but I'm going to use Michael Chavis as my example. They were really stubborn about letting Michael Chavis take over first base for a long time. They kept forcing him to be a platoon player when they didn't have a viable platoon option. And now here we are at the end of the season, we still don't have a viable platoon option. And suddenly they're playing Michael Chavis every day. And amazingly enough, he's on occasion hitting right-handed hitting pitching. Is he as good against them as as left-handers? No. No. But he is more effective than playing Josh Van Meter and Yoshi Susugo for months on end. Oh, you forgot to mention it's the national holiday today. Yes, it's the day that Van Meter is finally gone. 
be remiss if we Cheers. did not mention that uh, he is he is no longer on the major league roster, which that was a bit of a Twitter celebration. So yeah. I, wasn't you know what I, mean. I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. You guys know what I mean that. with the stubbornness. They've done this with other players, too. Like Castro, they left him at shortstop way too long. It was very clear that the, that the position was a little bit too above his head. He was making mistakes, mental errors there. Just it wasn't going to happen. And we did it for 26 games. You think that's above Shelton or you think that's his call? I think that Shelton was told that they wanted to see it. But mm-hmm. maybe this yeah. shouldn't be a Derek Shelton argument. Maybe this should be more like, hey, team, stop doing this stuff. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Maybe yeah. I don't care who decided it as much as I don't want to see it anymore. Well, and, and this is back to that that mm-hmm. uh, Joe Madden thing, which is what he was saying. He was like, when it works, it's it's um it's the GM the GMs take credit for it. And when it doesn't, then yeah. it's the coaching staff that didn't yeah. bring the development out of them and didn't right. and didn't pull that out of them. And he's like, that's a disconnect. You know, yeah. and and I think they do. They feel like the fall guy a lot. That it becomes, and that's an easy perch to sit sit on and mm-hmm. and, and and from and say, hmm, well, I guess you guys just didn't do your job. We we get to these players and they're coachable and you can get them to produce and you didn't do it. Yeah, so it is back to that. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated than right pointing at the manager and yelling. And- Anyone else got any other suggestions? Because if not, I got another one in the chamber. For his coaching style. I'm good, but Queen, if you have something, if not, Gary, fire away. You actually, he touched on the pitching. He touched on uh, putting up the lineup. Uh, We touched on uh, follow your gut, natural instincts. Um, Maybe a little more fire every once in a while. I, I would, tend to yes. think that I would like to see you know, some more fire. I, I I don't think he when he goes out there to defend his players. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see some fire in those eyes. I don't. Yeah. I, uh, Maybe a little. Especially like when Reynolds got booted that one I night. Think, he should have yes, come out and done exactly. something, right? Yeah. I would say uh, let's talk. Let's take take it to the actual field a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple things they do that really trouble me. They they scout acquire bring in and develop small ball style players and refuse to play any kind of small ball with them. Exactly. Yeah. You need to play small ball when you have small ball players. Marcano is not a home run hitter. He's never going to be. He's a doubles to the gap type guy and a speedster. Mm -hmm. Use him as such. Mm -hmm. Those are are like Newman is a Judy hitter. Always going to be a Judy hitter. He's fast as hell. Let him drop bunts every once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like let's, let's let these players play to their strengths and let's see what that adds up to. And do I think some players can, can develop into different positions, but it has to be realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's there are a some great players that are just good at what they do. You know, if it's not broke. Don't fix it. That's a great point. Actually is if it, if it seems a little wild, upon first suggestion to people that you know are familiar with the game then maybe it is a little wild (laughs) maybe maybe we don't try kevin newman at first base you know not that he can't field the position i think people always misinterpret that with me as like of course he can field the position he's a good fielder he'll figure it out fyi i think that practice 
went about as good as picking up Zach Collins. Meaning, like, meaning it didn't go great. Oh, well, <laughs> there's a yeah, reason Gamble it, hasn't played there either. Right. And well, I mean, the bottom line is like athletically people can do it, but there's so many things like from the mental side of things over at first base, you got so many different jobs that yeah, but uh, that's not never... what's bothering you about Newman. What's bothering you about Newman is he doesn't hit like a traditional first baseman in your mind. Well, yeah. I mean, so what I'm saying is like, and that's the first thing that came to mind when I'm saying, when, when we're talking about like, is it realistic? No, if it's not, if it's not like, look, like the Tyler Beatty thing, maybe I'll throw that one out there. Mm. You know, he, he, he came here. Didn't, it didn't work out for him in San Fran. He finally got a role here. He's not a young pup anymore. I think he's late twenties. He finally seemed comfortable. And then we want to turn around and try to turn him into a starter again. It's like, you know, like those are things that sometimes I think like, if it doesn't look, if it doesn't sound right to me right away, I'm going to question it. Maybe sometimes that's the right way to go about it. I actually love to be proven wrong on a lot of things. <laughs> I'd rather be proven wrong than be right when it comes to uh, game calling. One last, one last criticism, and then we'll move on to our, our last subject. One That's more quick. thing. <laughs> if you're going to believe in analytics, believe in analytics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're going to shift everybody, pitch the way you're, you're shifting, for God's <laughs> sake. You. If Please. you shift everybody to the left and then pitch a right-hander outside, what's gonna think guess gonna what's going to happen? <laughs> I just... I, it's it floors me that any numbers would add up to that being right yeah. and it's not the pitcher can't execute the right. catcher's setting up out there i'm watching mm -hmm. it he's hitting gloves you idiots are calling pitches there it's like you're seeing into the future and it hasn't <laughs> even happened yet it's crazy like mm -hmm. that that sort of thing i mean that's probably not a Derek shelton thing but whoever is the field coordinator come on Mm -hmm. stop i mean at least get on the same page with what you're asking the pitchers to do the deep we've watched the defense decline yeah i'm not even sure that they've got worse athletes really i just feel like they're just less prepared the defense yeah. just looks in disarray guys get the ball now at second base they don't even know what to do with it allow these guys to, to live up to their potential to be the potential that they are they're professional ball players allow them to be that I'm some of them think. were right. Some some of them were professional ball players. <laughs> yes, think, was it la This is how this is how um, this is how things start to run together. Was it last year, Gary, that they were top ten in fielding? Uh, twenty twenty, they were the best. Okay. Last year they were like middle of the pack towards the top. Okay, so okay. This year they're middle yeah. of the pack towards the bottom. Yeah. So there's been a slow, um, you know, decline there, and I and and what I have always said from the beginning of all this is is like we're not going to out talent everybody. Like mm -hmm. we're just ne never going to be in that position unless things just go on, you know, magically fall into place. Um, but fundamentals, being a good defensive ball club. They've got to have that. Mm -hmm. They've got to be able to, to perform and execute the basics. And um, 
it hasn't been a pretty year in that regard. That's for sure. I think we've got a lot of our coaching criticisms out of the way now. I think they they really do seriously need to evaluate the coaching staff next year, despite what was said. I think I wouldn't be 100% comfortable if I'm Derek Shelton, regardless of what they said. Lame duck means something. Yeah. And to that, for him to not be extended already, that, that speaks volumes to me about what they think is going on in that dugout. I think I'm so sure. I wouldn't be shocked if there was some late breaking news this season, to be honest with you. I think I think I'm preaching the choir when I say that everyone's been wanting a new hitting coach. And yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. So we've talked about the coaching. I think let's take another quick break when we come back. I think it's time to maybe start talking about what this team's really going to look like next year don't think it's going to be the drastic turnover that I'm seeing some fans wish for. fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network jim gary and queen with you and we are going to talk about something that i just can't wait because we're talking about 2023 instead of 2022 because it's time to start putting this season in the rearview mirror a little bit yeah hey 20 25 games left by the time you know people hear, hear this podcast mm-hmm. you know so i mean yeah. it's yeah we're we're coming down to the, the tail end of things Right. Now, I'm starting to think fans are expecting a much larger turnover next year than I see coming, Jim. Um, I can start this off if you like, but yeah, let's realistically take a look at who is for sure not returning in 2023. Who's iffy? You know, um, just some different yeah, things because the, the, the wish list is huge, but I'm not sure 100% of the people out there really understand what a rebuild is and what you're doing with all these kids here. <laughs> this this is not for fun that we're watching Marcano hit under 200 and Jack Sawinski hit under 200. And uh, it also doesn't yeah. mean they're on their way out. So when I look at the roster, it's hard to look past the catchers, right? I mean, like... Either of those or both of those guys could not be here next year. I wouldn't say either of them are for sure, but you, you have to look there. They have to get a free agent catcher, at least yeah. one. My God, they cannot. They will not do the delay. As, it, as good as delay and Heinemann have been, and when I say good, I mean surprisingly it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a, be, a nice way to say it. Um, surprisingly. Delay never even hit like this in surprisingly well? Yeah, for, for what my expectations were. Yeah. Let's right. let's put it that way. But they, they, I mean, my goodness, they can't, Gary, they can't go into a season with those two, right? No, like, they can't. So you have to figure that there's two spots right there that are probably open. I, I do think they might keep one of them. Yeah, I, I think they might too, but Zach yeah. Collins makes me think. I know, it, it, yeah, Zach Collins being picked up from uh, the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, because he's yeah. definitely got more pedigree. 
Mm-hmm. So you could see that. But Heineman's been okay. Delay's been okay. I'd be all right with either of them as my backup, hoping that Endy actually winds up being the backup. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's definitely some room there, but either way, there, there's an opening. Greg Allen's got to be gone. That's right? one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Allen's done nothing to me to show that he's somebody you bring back, really. Queen, what Mine? do you think of him? Uh, every once in a while, he appears and he disappears. It's, it's the best way I could describe it. Um, but he, I don't think he's he's not fitting the he hasn't seen, he's not fitting the mold of what I think they're trying to do. Uh, to me, if you're gonna keep somebody like around that you want to be a veteran, mm-hmm. Gamble has outperformed him. <laughs> yeah. and uh i think the, the gamble people have built up in their minds a little bit too to me you know you want gamble back i think what you really are trying to say is that you want a veteran outfielder right to help these kids along and and i would suggest go look at his real numbers don't just remember the couple superman catches don't just remember the running with score runners and scoring position hits right Go look at his actual numbers. He's a below league average player. Yeah. And and, and in all sincerity, you should want better than that for this team. Now, if they brought him back, I wouldn't hate it. I love the guy's attitude. I love his hustle. I like the way he is. I think he's a good fit in that room. Gamble's not a must keep to me. Like, I'd rather them go get somebody that I know is going to give me two war or something and, like, hold down a spot. His contract you know, and make it hard for these kids to get past. Well, Gamma's contract expires at the end of the year, right? It does. Yeah. Okay. That's why I, I did. I, he was also on the list. As a, um, I don't know about him. I, think he might be... I, I mean, let me say this. If they're not going to go out and do anything else, I'd like to keep him. Um, mm-hmm. If, it, it, you know, uh, he's, he's below average in the field. He's not terrible. He's just he's just not as good in the outfield as I think people think he is. He's he's slightly below average, mm-hmm. and he has hit this year extraordinarily well with runners in scoring position. Yes, uh, and he is a veteran. Mm-hmm. I do think that he seems to be genuinely well liked and respected in that clubhouse. They are going to need somebody that can kind of fill that role. Um, but yeah, we Gary said it. We should as fans and no knock on him we should as fans hope for better in that regard that's that's it's that simple with with ben gamble yeah and you could you could make an argument that you should just go with all kids anyway like think about it we haven't seen kane smith and jigba really no we haven't seen travis swaggerty matt gorski's coming you know matt frazier could catch fire again next year and then all of a sudden, he's back in the conversation. Cal Mitchell, who knows what's going to happen with him yet? Is Tuca Pino Marcano an outfielder? Maybe. He might mm-hmm. have to be if Castro is a second baseman. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you keep Kevin Newman, who's a question mark. Yeah, what do we yeah, do with Kevin Newman? Jim, that's I know what you want to do is get rid of him. But, no, I mean, in all sincerity, I also know that you're able to put it aside and, and think yeah. about what he's done. He's a right-handed bat. He's looked better since he came back from the I.L. He's actually making non-Kevin Newman-like contact on occasion. 
and uh, standing up straighter, taking better at bats, actually taking some walks, which is weird for him. Yeah, and I, um, honestly, I, I mean, if he was going to be back in a totally reserve role where he can um, spell the middle infielder guys, that's what I would like to see. Um, I think that fits him really well. Um, so I, am I a Kevin Newman guy? No, but that doesn't mean I can't foresee a guy that makes decent contact and is a good fielder still not being a fit on a ball club. Yeah. He could still be alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's, but I don't want to see him getting 300 at bats next year either. Like I can't, I can't get on board with that. So the best argument I can make for Kevin Newman as to why he will be back, at least as far as my guess would be, I would guess he'll be back. A, I think he'll be pretty cheap in Arb one. Mm-hmm. B, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Actually, I don't know who the hell else plays shortstop if O'Neill Cruz gets hurt. It it can't yeah. be Castro. You don't want to do that to Castro again. You can't do it to I Castro. Don't. I don't want to see no. Castillo. No. I don't want to see Bay. Bay's not really a shortstop. No. Trust me, if you really watched him play, I know it's listed on his bio. Yeah. If you yeah. really watched him play, trust me, you know he's not a shortstop. Yep. There's a hole there to me if you don't have somebody like a Kevin Newman. I and I think Which is without shifting next year, they have got to have somebody that actually can play that position more yeah. than ever. Yeah. So you should probably keep him. Yeah, I don't I, I I don't argue with that. Um, Unless you're willing to move Hayes to short. And put Castor at third. <laughs> I am not. I don't know how I so. feel about that. I just, I just took in a breath. Like, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to throw that. out all, all conceivable options because I, I do think he's probably a, a bubble player. Mm-hmm. But that's why he's a bubble player because I, I think that's his saving grace is that nobody else has emerged as a capable shortstop yet, and I don't think Pagaro's ready, and I don't think Nick Gonzalez could handle the position well either. Well, do you, do you guys want to uh, roll into the pitchers? Because I mean, sure. I mean, there's some there was another some name good I, stuff uh, there too. There was another name I had. Um, contrast expired. Roberto Perez. Yeah, Roberto Perez is a free um, agent as well. He's a free, yeah. he's a free agent, and um, and obviously everything will kind of fall into or out of place with that. Sounds like he wants to come back. Sounds like the Pirates are interested. And we'll see where it goes. Okay. But yeah. So um, I'd like to have him back if it's, if, if, if he's reasonable enough. Yeah. I think he might, I, I don't know what he'll get, but I would think it'd be something that they, that there might be some room to work with. There. It'll be less than five. There, there's your, uh, yes. Yeah. There's your answer. So, okay. Roberto Perez, you want to talk pitching? You got to yeah. start with Bryce Wilson, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be here. In any I, capacity? Because um, I could see him being a bullpen guy. I could see him being a bullpen guy, but he makes – I'm not confident in him. I, I really hate to say this because I think it sounds so dismissive of being in the majors. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. when it's really not and all, all these guys have you know just to get there and, and be able to play but like is he a mop-up guy i mean he might be you know to quote um caddyshack the world needs ditch diggers too um it's so yeah. you know i mean well i i, I just well, you know today it's, i looked at his numbers today 56 strikeouts in 86 and a third innings pitched hmm. i mean there is just no way in major league baseball in today's game that that's that that that, that can be acceptable okay. um yeah it, don't we have someone else well, to be a ditch digger <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've had we've had plenty of uh, uh, <laughs> candidates for that lately, but mm-hmm. so I just but that would be it. It would well, be something. Here's, your, like here's another me. ditch digger for you, then, Queen. Okay. Zach Thompson. Zach. Thompson. To me, he's a, a he's the epitome of somebody that I think should be in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I you, you guys remember me screaming like about Thompson. Will Crow last year? Yeah. That I wanted him to be a bullpen arm for this exact reason. I think Zach Thompson fits that category very well as well. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't so I think like he'll be back, but I don't think he'll be a starter. No, it's disappointing like- too because I'm looking at his his career numbers versus his regular season numbers this year. He 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 he's gotten worse across the board, and that was after having a pretty good stretch in there for a while. He's another so- guy too who's well exceeded his innings. That he's ever thrown. Seems to be a pattern. Yes. So, and COVID really screwed a lot of things up with pitchers. I just feel like for some reason the Pirates have managed it worse than everyone else because (laughs) they're number one. Well, I don't see this same kind of. (laughs) I don't see this same kind of issue elsewhere. That's why it it just troubles me. Yeah. So just I see I say Wilson not I say not back. I will say Thompson definitely back in yes. a bull, bullpen role is how yes. I will go with it right now. I, I would agree. agree with that. Today. Yeah. You know, we got to hop back over the fence here and, and talk about another position player because he oh. just got called up again. Hoy Park. It's his second here, year here, his second full year of getting sporadic looks. Hmm. I would have to imagine with all of the depth they have in the infield, and all of the options, he's got to be just about done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I could see I that. Think so. that Jim. Yeah, you know, like, hey, he's got a month here to change people's minds, you know, and and whatnot. But a lot would have to happen. I just think with the amount of young guys that they have coming up, I just can't. I don't foresee where there's an opportunity for him. I'm going to go ahead and bet he gets fan meters at bats. So he hits maybe eight times a week. Yeah. 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 So this might not be the opportunity there. And even if there was, um, do I expect him to just, you know, make me do a, a 180 on him? No. Right. So I'd say no. Yeah. Tyler Beatty. That's, Ooh, he's a bubble guy for me because I thought he was good in the bullpen. I don't like him as a starter. Yes. But did know. they mess him up enough, Queen, that we don't want to see him back at all? Or do we want to allow him to come see, back in to the bullpen? I don't know on that one. I've been thinking about I can't. I I can't. I can't tell. I I cannot. I I. Because I see I see the good and then I and then I see a bad and I can't I can't with 
I can't figure out if he's if he's going to be I think he'll be here next year. Um but I don't uh, that's a I think one. he'll be invited to camp for sure. Yeah. But I, yeah. Don't, I don't know that he's going to make it out of camp. I hope he doesn't yeah. to be honest. He would have you. to have a he would have to have a strong camp and I and I do think that they did him kind of wrong with what they what they did with him. Um you know, um trying to convert him back into a starter. Yeah. He just didn't he just did not look comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um and I think his stuff plays more toward being in the in, in a bullpen role and with his sinker and being able to throw hard for an inning or two mm-hmm. rather than w- what they were doing with him. So I'm we'll with see, you there. We'll, we'll see uh, we'll see at camp, right? We'll yeah, see. I think, I think, I think he, we're gonna have to. I, I think he's somebody that has to perform well in camp. Yeah. If if he survives the 40 man crunch, which right. we're going to talk about in an upcoming episode, because that's going to be gross, Jim. And I've really got to do my research on that a little bit. And we got to get closer to the end of the season. Um, Miguel Yehure is somebody that interests me because he's still kind of in the mix for maybe being a starter at some point. They're using him in the bullpen. He's, he's had spotty performance. The The velocity has just never come back to what it was when he first got here. His stuff is good, but it's not so good that he can get by without a fastball that, that yep. really plays. I, I personally am kind of to the point where you see what he can do in the bullpen this last month, and if it's not good enough, it's not good enough. The theme of this year's bullpen, it's, it seems to be, is... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, hey, a lot about our bullpen. Of, I think that's how you get to the bullpen sometimes too, right? <laughs> you know. So I, he's another guy that I think if you look at it, and this is another reminder sometimes of when you uh, when you get guys in your system and how much they can fluctuate as far as what people think that they're going to be, and mm-hmm. and he's 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 definitely gone through the stages of very promising to not so promising to yeah. uh, I'm not sure what we have here. Gary, you touched on something with him is, is just, man, if you're not going to have a fastball in today's game, and this is, you know, this has really been the case throughout baseball. It's just accentuated now, which is if you're not going to have a fastball, man, your other pitches and your location has got to be totally on point. And he's just not, that fine tuned guy. So uh, another guy that let's see how he does the rest of the way. And then he's, he'll, he, he, he would get an opportunity in training camp, but I'm down on him. And um, I, again, hope he proves me wrong, but I, I'm down on him right now. Always. I always hope that, that they could do better yeah. than, than I'm forecasting, yeah. but I, here's an interesting one for both of you, because I think this one is actually kind of controversial. And I think he gets unfairly treated a lot. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Underwood Jr. He seems to be his own worst enemy, yeah. I would say, on the mound. His stuff is arguably more wicked than almost anybody in that bullpen. But he just goes through spells where he can't control it. Mm-hmm. And when he goes through those spells, man, can he give up some runs quick. 
and, yeah. and get himself into some trouble. But he has also eaten a ton of innings. And his ERA is always surprisingly lower than you think it is when you watch him pitch. Mm-hmm. He's he's so hard for me to decide on because of that. Um, I tend to think he'll be back if only because he's one of the few people that the team management actively seems to believe in all the time. But oh, I'm not 100% sure that he should be a lock. I don't think. If he gets some control, oh, that'd be great. That'd he, be great. Yeah, because stuff's sick. Oh, yeah, nasty. Love it. Four four or five pitches. Velocity's been great this year. Um, you would think you would think he'd be more effective. He, he, he seems to have an absolute dislike for pitching a clean inning. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. if he's like, I don't know if he's just like decided like, that's too easy. So I call that Chad Poolitis. Yeah, I, man. <laughs> They'll throw a little razzle dazzle in there. Right, yeah. like I'm bored with clean innings. So <laughs> let me let me spice it up a little bit here. But uh, yeah. I would like, like you guys have said. I mean, he's 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 got um, he's got the ability, and he does eat innings. And every team needs that, no matter if you're. Mm-hmm. Uh, good or bad and i still see them in a position where they're going to need it next year yeah and i'm not and and i think too we're 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 probably not thinking about some other guys that are going to be pushing their way onto the team like um joe jocks and um nick mears potentially uh baby thor cedarland uh, (laughs) is a guy who coming off tommy john might be able to to make his way up here and really help and impact the bullpen. We don't have David Bednar right now, so you, you kind of can't see the mix as it's meant to be. I don't want to get into talking about the Eric Stouts of the world or Johan Ramirez because no. I think they wouldn't be here if they didn't have to be right now. Well, yeah. let me throw – yeah, I agree with you. But there, here's two names, uh, Manny Banuelos yep. and uh, Dylan Peters. Right? We kind of yeah. We kind of forget about him because he's been hurt so much. But uh, what do you what do you guys think of those two? Well, Manny's really grown on me, personally. I think uh, after that initial debut against the Yankees, which he, I was there for, he's mm-hmm. been he's been pretty hard to ignore. Actually, I like stuff. Him. Really plays. He looks. He looks like he's kind of gotten his control issues under him a little bit. He had one game where he kind of blew up and walked the bases loaded, um, yeah. you know, about a week and a half ago or so. Aside from that, he's been really, really effective. Um, that said, Sam Howard has done that before as a lefty out of this bullpen. And, you know, I I like Manny. He'll be back next year, I'm sure, competing. I hope they go and get some more because – I, I don't think it's healthy for a bullpen to have one lefty. And no. I don't think it's healthy when Eric Stout is your second. Mm-hmm. It may be the reason they're both back, quite honestly, is that they're lefties. Uh, unless something drastically changes in the off season, they still need lefties. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, right. So um, I, I, I think, and you know, um, Peter's, yeah, before he got hurt, 
I mean, he looked he looked really good. So I, I think they'll give them both an opportunity. Yeah, I'd Dylan like to Peters. See, I'd like to see. I'd like to see more of Peters. I, I yeah, Dylan Peters. Like you watched this team a while too, Queen. Mm-hmm. Does he not remind you of Stephen Brault? Because yes, thank you. Yes, okay. okay. His well, his stuff. Yes. His stuff has no earthly reason why it should get anybody out. Yeah, but it's, it does. It does. And and that's why Dylan Peters is one of those guys who, for his, the entire span of his career, is going to fight for every opportunity he gets because nobody's ever going to give it to him based on how fast he can throw it or how no. much his ball breaks or anything like that. He's got some black magic going on. Mm-hmm. Dylan Dylan Peters, those guys are the guys that in five years from now you still see him somehow pitching somewhere on yeah. a major league team, <laughs> and you're just like. You know, but lefties, and if you can get, and if you can show some ability to get guys out, you find your way back on a roster every once in a while. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like we've pretty much worked our way through the team, and we've talked mostly about the bullpen because that's where you're going to see most of the change. I think I don't think you're going to see it on on the field. I, I think this same mix of players for the most part. Minus like Ben Gamble or somebody like that. Minus Greg Allen. Maybe you can swap Diego Castillo for somebody that's here. Maybe Andy makes it. Who knows? But yeah. this is pretty close to what it's going to be. And where do we really want them to spend, folks? I think starting pitching, bullpen, catcher, first base. I think that's your pain points. Because Michael Chavis is the only guy we didn't talk about. He's back, right? I think I even Javis. if they get a first baseman, you know he's back. Oh, I think he's. I love Javis. And and but he's another one I looked at the other day. He's actually been a negative WAR player. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, like he has not been even league average, Jim. And I would. He's I've watched him all below, year, and that's not yeah. the way I would define him. Yeah, he's just a tick below an OPS to league average. Um, but. You know, I think if you got him um, in in the right situation um, where you could, if they could, look, if they're not going to go out and find a full-time first baseman and, and invest in that, then get him someone that he can platoon with that you can accentuate their strengths off of one another. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully you see more productivity out of that yeah you put those two players together and you make one good player yeah i mean you know so um and let's face it the bar at first base for the pirates to get some production out out of is not high you know like it's you know it's just let's let's just get something that has you know a pulse over there as far as full season of production well it goes back full circle toward the very first thing we talked about where you know, you can maybe bring back a Ben Gamble, but shouldn't we as fans want better? Yes. I think we should. And, and like, Michael Chavis is a decent player. He's surprised me. I, I'm happy that he did as well as he did. He worked as hard as anybody to become a decent first baseman, and I'm very happy he did because if he didn't, I can't even imagine how bad our record would be. Yeah. But shouldn't we want better than that i think so shouldn't we <laughs> like if you can get somebody get somebody well, as a fan on the as a fan you get it you get attached to certain players 
And I think that that's the that's the thing is that you like certain players, you get attached to them, sentimental value. You, yeah. I see something in Chavis that I just really connect with, and I just, you know, it's just, it's just, I think that he's really he's got something. Yeah, he's engaging. Yeah. He's a you yeah. know a smart kid. He's he's yeah. quick to whip with his wit, yeah. and uh, he's he's a really good PR. Player. And, and like I said, but granted, it could be because it, you're—it's a fan thing. You, you yeah. Latch, you you, you it just um. A but player I, could not be great, and you're like, oh, I love that guy. <laughs> sure, sure, and and I do think he's going to be back solely. You know, it's, it's kind of like the lefty situation is, mm-hmm. um, first base. You know, you got to have someone over there. He has he had a couple weird snafus over there yeah but for the most part he's played it pretty well well now he's you got Cruz throwing him change-ups so like, uh, yeah. Cruz has just decided like because honestly they needed to work with him on throttling back on his throws to first and he has you can tell he has you can see his gears grinding he's got the ball and he's like nope 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 yeah, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he, he puts on the wild thing glasses he throws the ball nice and easy over there. Yes. Well, the other day he didn't skip it in, and and Chavis was like prepared for that. Yes. Fastball, <laughs> and you could tell he got crossed up like 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 back Van Meter catching, mm-hmm. and like it was it was yeah. a frightening moment in that game. I get, I, if I was if I was Chavis, I'd be waking up every night going, oh, oh sorry, just another dream. I'm sorry, just oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Oh, you don't. Man. I tell you what, you got a first baseman's mitt. There's a nice big web in it. You want to be catching crews in that webbing. You don't want yeah. it anywhere near that palm. That's for sure. So, but I, let, let let me just throw this in there about with the, there's a lot there's a lot of guys we didn't discuss because we know they're going to be back, and I want to see them get that full spring training in and just that normalcy and fresh start. Yeah, and letting them um, just knowing that they're going to be on the team probably starting and I'm talking about the Castros or the cruises of the world right. and just letting them gel. develop and gel and, and um, not have to worry about all that. Mm-hmm. Am I getting caught up? Am I getting sent down? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the, you know, people are human beings. There's a, there'll be a comfort level with that. I, I hope it pays off. And they always say, you know, the, the biggest time of improvement for a baseball player is in the off season. You know, you, you tend to come back a, a different player most of the time if you put the work in. And I think we saw this spring an example of a player that didn't put the work in, Bryce Wilson, came in out of shape, arm wasn't ready, paid the price all season long. He took a step back from what he was after being acquired in 2021. You know, I think he'll probably ultimately pay for this with his job because the Pirates didn't forget that, you yeah. know. Uh, so if you put the work in, you come back, you, you can be better. And I think there's a lot of that that's going to happen too. A lot of these players that we're not even thinking about are going to come back different. I always look a little bit more beefed season. up. Yeah, I always look forward to a new season. It's, it's no di- It's no different than like you know, even in college, you see guys come back and they look a lot different from freshman to sophomore year or sophomore yeah. to junior year. I mean, like you know, um, there's that maturity and that development and that catching your breath almost and then going back into it having learned some things and being able to rely on things and i'm hoping we see that kind of jump 
next year with some of these guys. I mentioned that specifically, that aspect of things, the improvement of the individual players. Because a lot of people are going to automatically assume you return a, a, a team that's very similar to what you're working with right now in 2022. Mm-hmm. How can you expect different results with those same players the next year? You know, and I just think a lot of people don't take into account that they will improve. Some of them will improve. <laughs> that's the yeah. point. And some of the people pushing behind them are going to improve and they will make their presence felt. Sure. And I, there's just a, an evolving nature to it that I think a lot of people don't look at. They're going to see O'Neill Cruz hit 208 or whatever he finishes with this year. So, of course, next year he's going to hit 208, right? And they'll just add up his stats and, oh, he's going to hit 30 sometime around. I don't expect him to hit 208. I'll be disappointed if that's what he is as a player. Oh. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for now, it's yeah. for now it's okay. But like yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't think that he's going to rest on that and be happy no. with it. No, no, no. You, you no. can't think Brian Hayes was happy with his season. No. So there no. there are definitely things that are going to get better in that aspect. But also, I think we've identified some areas where this team has got to invest. And if they don't, yeah, I think we we rightly will have some questions for them and. Jim and I will be here to deliver negative show after negative show, <laughs> making sure we point out what they should and shouldn't do. And then they'll listen or they won't, and, and it'll be fun. So we're going to talk all off season about that stuff. More, 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 like, more, like, more like a tutorial. Than a, right. than a, we'll, we'll do that instead of negative. So great talk, everybody. Yeah. Really had a good time. Queen, thank you so much for joining us. Besides, and, you'll come, and you'll come back at some point, right? Oh, if you'll have me. All oh, right. Absolutely. Good deal. First first things first, where can people find you besides the third baseline at the games? <laughs> okay. So uh, I am on Twitter. I am active on Twitter, uh, usually uh, during the games uh, on, on the television. Other than that, um, if, I'm on the, if I'm at the game, I am not available, but uh, I am on Twitter at PGH Pirate Queen. And uh, I am on Instagram at Pirate Queen Banshee, but uh, not really, uh, not really that active on that one. Mostly just the pictures. But you can find me on Twitter if you want to have a great discussion about baseball at PGH Pirate. Awesome. And uh, Jim, how do people get a hold of you, brother? Yep, Twitter too. So uh, at Jim Stam twenty two or for the city underscore four one two. Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins, and Pitt. All right, awesome. And I'm Gary, of course. You can get a hold of me however you always do on Twitter, GaryMO2007. Also, look for the H2P podcast every Sunday morning here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. And I'd like to say goodbye again to Queen, but her video just dropped off. So I'm just going to say it one more time. She literally could not wait to get off with us. (laughs) She made the whole show. I mean, can't say that I blame her. Absolutely. So, without further ado, Ben, take it away, brother. Yes, yes, yes.